Hello, hello. Yo, 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 yay is in the building. I just realized my mic was like completely away from my mouth. Like it was on the other side of the room, basically. Yeah, I heard that. So. But it's okay. I can hear you now. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? Let's go. Let's go. I mean, do we even need to do a pre-show? I'm sure we want to talk about Elder Ring for a whole 59 minutos. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Let's skip it then, bro. This is our show. This is our life. Let me just ask you something real quick. Ask me. You just you said you just finished Eternal. So how, how was that? Um, so it was it was okay. You know, we started watching Eternals. I think a a month or two ago. And we oh, got uh, no. <laughs> we got an hour in, and then uh, either Angelique or I were like, yeah, we're tired or something like that. So then we stopped put it down and then we didn't pick it back up until today when we were eating dinner we were like all right let's go ahead and uh, get this bad boy finished that's why i was running a couple minutes late because the movie's long as hell and i gotta say overall i think it might set up some interesting storylines in the future but the movie itself i thought was pretty mid i'm not gonna lie like there were just some mm-hmm. character decisions and i'm just like bro what are we what are we doing what are we talking about mr mr marvel yeah so, i don't know I don't know, man. I know some people I liked agree. it. Some I people agree. thought it was mid. Jonathan is over here saying it's one of the best movies, Marvel movies. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, no, he's bad. I don't, I don't know how, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you know what? Let's get him on the phone. Why not? Oh, Why not? yeah. Didn't we call him last time, too? We did call him last time. Good. This is his second appearance on the podcast. Unlike last time, I'm sure he's going to humiliate himself this time. Yeah. Because if he says it's one of the best Marvel movies, I don't know, bro. I really just don't know. We might have to ban him from being uh, called in onto the show. Let's see. Let's see if he picks up here. Uh oh, we've gotten several rings. Dang. Usually, usually this is not a good sign. He may be busy. Oh, he's he he hung it up. Sorry, Jonathan. You're about to get your second debut. So I mean, you know what this means? I just have to try and quote him from what I what I remember, and what I remember is him saying this was his favorite Marvel movie of all time. That's absolutely insane, and I think he might need. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I think he got. He's got to be locked up. I think that's a war crime. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to call up my buddy, my good buddy Nate Jacobs, see what uh what information oh, we might no. have with Jonathan. Get him put away for a long, Not long Nate time. Jacobs. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get ready to start the show. Before we do that, I want to figure out my internet connection here because it looks like. Uh, I'm getting a little lag, a little inf- interference. So let's figure that out. Um, and let's jump into the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 191 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. 
Talk about video games every Thursday of every week. We gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the Tarnished, Arsene Lakpa. Thank you, everybody. Oh, nah. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, no. Nah. It's getting uncomfortable. Do I say something? Is the, is the thing messed up? Dude, it's always, so you're, it's always uncomfortable when the Tarnished is involved, bro. So you ain't got no audio. Uh, Tarnished talk. Tar- they got some Tarnished that talk in the game. Oh, that is true. I was just thinking about the, the right. main character. It does man. not talk. They only make guttural noises when they die. They go, <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah. I met a guy. He was like, I'm Tarnished, just like you. And we blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, yeah, bro. There are a handful of us out there in the world living their lives. Yeah, I mean, they're running amok. <laughs> True. They are running amok. We'll learn why they're doing that um, later on. We, we got to get Vati on the podcast. Yeah, let's get Vati on the podcast. Let's let him tell. I mean, I was kind of hyped, bro. I saw to I saw today he posted or I like was on his YouTube channel today. I saw he posted a thirty minute oh, video. Oh no. And it was called like <laughs> it was a story playthrough of the Weeping Peninsula and like and it said a masterpiece. And like uh, we're good we'll get into this in the show. Wow. But I've already spent a fucking day on the Weeping Peninsula, so I can't wait to like dive in like finish up the pencil peninsula and then you know see what he's got to talk about see what he's breaking down for okay. us okay and i hope we just get oh we get episodes like this all year we're just getting different areas getting broke down 30 minute full-on episode breakdowns come on man i'll that's a subscribe i'll subscribe to the patreon i'll do whatever he needs me to because i'm all in for it baby yeah, he's doing it right i'd say because uh obviously this game is not a linear experience so hitting it with the an area-based uh like video breakdown yeah that's yeah. that's the move yeah. shout out body one time yes sir yes sir before we get into the show guys quick reminder if you guys want to help support the show easy go to playerplayerpod.com you guys can go to the bottom of the page and visit our Kofi link and you guys can donate as low as a dollar to help hosting costs for the year if you don't want to support monetarily that is a-okay just help by leaving a review on itunes or spotify prefer preferably both um and by joining the Discord and sharing the show with your friends. Um, Discord has been awesome. I am very hyped because R just recently finished Monster. Yeah. Jacob McCourt is watching Monster. You're watching Monster. I'm like, dang, we got a little book club going on here. So I am definitely, definitely hyped about that. Uh, hopefully we get more people talking about Elden Ring in the, in the Discord. Hopefully we get a little more conversations going on as the year goes on. Uh, but yeah, come on. Stop by the Discord, talk to us, talk to Brink, talk to the whole crew, come have a good time. But without further ado, let's just get into the goddamn episode. Let's do it, bro. Right? Uh, before we get into the Elden Ring talk, I guess let's let's just see how you're doing. What's what's up with you? Um, pretty good. I'm honestly just gonna keep it nice, sweet, and short. Just watched Eternals. We just discussed that, you know, about five minutes ago. Yes. Um, it was yep. alright. That's it for me, bro. I'm yes. passing it over to you. Okay. All right. Uh, on my side, let me tell you, uh, I bought a suit. I bought a suit this week, this past weekend, going to a wedding next weekend, nice. the following weekend, uh, going to good old California. Oh. Uh, and my suit's a little tight. I learned that during Jose's running. I gained a couple LBs. Oh, so shit. I was like, you know, yeah, I got to make sure I, I have a proper suit. So I was like, let me just go ahead and buy a whole new one. Uh, 
went to Indochino. I don't know if you've heard of it. Never. Went to Indochino. And, you know, I go in there. I'm like, yeah, I need a suit. She's like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, yeah, what's up? I'm like, oh, yeah, I need a suit. I'm looking for this type, blah, blah, blah. Give her the whole rundown. She's like, when do you need the suit for? I'm like, basically two weeks from now. She's like, no way. (laughs) We only do five to six weeks. What? I'm like, uh, she's like, do you have an appointment? I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) She's just like, I mean, you might have to come back tomorrow. We'll see if we can get you an appointment. So I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to go ahead and bounce real quick because we're not out here trying to play games with this lady. She got her trying to play games. Why are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing at me because I don't have an appointment? It wasn't a laugh. It was more like a scoff. You know what I'm saying? What is this? Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm a colored folk. You treat me like a colored folk during Black History Month, bro? Come on, bro. On the last couple days of Black History Month, you want to be laughing at black people. Come on now. I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know about that one. You know, I won't even I won't even out her ethnicity because, you know, I don't want her to be doxxed because, <laughs> you know, that's that's what happens when you out somebody's ethnicity. But let me tell you, definitely, definitely uh, need to reassess how people were acting this Black History Month. Uh, I need to get the attorney general on that one or whatever. Second of all, ended up going to uh, the next shop, which is Suit Supply. Okay. Uh, and let me tell you. At Suit Supply, they hooked me up. Shout out to the boy Tony. Yeah. This man was super turnt. Um, he was a big fan of fashion. He was getting all excited, turning up, you know, showing me all these different looks. I felt like I was a little model in the store. Oh, okay. He served me all these little outfits and stuff. So he got me hooked up, got me situated. And he was like, two weeks, easy, done. Say less. We got you, my guy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is what we call service. And guess what? He was also black. Yeah. So Black History Month, you know. Sometimes you got to take matters in your own hands and celebrate Black History Month as a black person. You know what I, I mean? I feel so, you. You know, we got, we got it hooked up. We got it all straight. Other than that, that's about it. Okay. That is about Sounds it. like that's a dub. Story. It was pretty dub. It was pretty good dub. You know, I still don't have the suit in hand. We had to order one piece. So uh, there's still time for uh, fatal error to occur where I don't get the suit in time. But I doubt that will happen at this point. So... Um, looking good, looking good. Now, moving on to the games. Before we get into Elden Ring, once again, you know, we'll see how many times I'll say that. <laughs> you beat Horizon. I did. You finished the game. You roll credits. I'm through, bro. So, I'm ready for game three. I'm expected to wrap it up by this weekend. Okay. I just did another story mission uh, before this call. Had a nice little story dump. Um, what was the story mission? Just some a real... Uh, we went into somebody's, uh, establishment. Uh, so one of the, one of the ancestors. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're, cl- you're real uh, close. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, if I can tear myself away from Elden Ring, um, we'll get it done this weekend. Nice. Um, but I, I want to get your quickie thoughts now that you've completed the game, we kind of gave our impressions. If you guys haven't listened to them last week's episode, it was a monthly cooldown, but we did go in depth on our horizon impressions. Um, so go listen to that. Give me your overall like quickie review now, post game review. Now that you've finished it. Yeah. Uh, I think once again, I'm probably going to keep it short, not because I'm trying to get to Eldering, but mostly because I don't think things have changed in my opinion mm-hmm. of the game. I think that mm-hmm. it is a very solid video game you know if you I, I it had been a while i think since i played well that's not technically true i did just play horizon zero dawn last month for the first time um but before that before these two games it had been a while since i had played like you know your stereotypical like 
running around uh, type of RPG open world like like situation. Um, so it was definitely nice to get back into that saddle, see how things were. And I think that the Horizon world um, did a good job of not only like, you know, having like some solid gameplay, but it had a story that kept me engaged and kept me wanting to, you know, come back for more like to the point where literally, like I just said, I'm ready for game three. I want to see how this story mm -hmm. wraps up. I care about the characters, although, you know, some characters, it may be more or less that I care about them. But like the overall like story and mission and goal that the um, cast is trying to accomplish, I care about it. And so I think if you can get me hooked into that, then I got to say it's a good game. So I think the writing is uh, pretty good, pretty solid in that. So shout outs to Horizon nice. one more time. Um, Gorilla, y'all did the damn thing. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably have more to say next week, obviously, when I completely finish the main story. But uh I do have one complaint. Like, I like the game a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. Basically, 100% what you're saying. I haven't played a game like this in a long time. So, I think, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, coming back <laughs> to the, a, a style like this, you know, years later has been really nice. My one complaint is, I think the game focuses a little too much on upgrades and Ooh, different... interesting. Like, uh, different weapon types and stuff like that weapon types meaning you know it kind of it acts like an rpg but the core mechanics of the game don't really change like for example when you look at armor and you get some new armor it doesn't really have the same pop as like a skyrim or like we'll talk about soon an elden ring where you're like oh man i can't wait to put this on it's kind of like oh this is nice that i have this it'll make me tougher you know or you get a new weapon and you're like oh this will do more damage but at the heart of the game, all the mechanics are still the same no matter what weapon you have. So, like, you're still going to do electricity damage with your bow. You're still going to, you know, do a certain type of damage with your traps. So, now that I'm really, really late game, I'm kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of upgrading mechanics in the game mm -hmm. with not much benefit, right? Like, I, I kind of found myself wanting to be exploring the world and then doing a quest or, or stumbling on some site and finding some really cool legendary armor, or some really cool weapon. But at the end of the day, that weapon is going to operate exactly like all the weapons I already have. Just do more damage. Yeah. Same with armor. So, you know, I would really love to see either them scale it back a little bit in terms of those type of upgrades next game. And maybe just spend the time and the effort with that whole upgrade system somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, provide some cool different uh, weapons in the game that maybe have special abilities uh, associated with them. Like this bow may shoot out, I don't know, thunder or something like, I don't know. I don't know how you make it make sense <laughs> in that world, but um, I can figure I it out. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I, I think that'd be cool. It, you know, it's a minor uh, complaint. For somebody that's, you know, pretty close to the end and has spent a lot of time in it. But um, I think that's probably becoming more. That's that's probably the one thing that became more apparent as as I started to play more. So gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I have my final thoughts next week. So I'll be happy to hear it. I'll be happy to, uh, you know, I guess it would be on the off the podcast, but I will be happy to hear your uh, impression of the story itself. True. True. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. I am still enjoying the story quite a bit, so I'm I'm excited to see how it ends, shakes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Horizon very much got overshadowed. Nobody's talking about it anymore. 
Uh, and the people that are talking about it, people are kind of like, what are you doing? Why are you talking about this? <laughs> Haven't you heard? Elden Ring is out. All right. And and since the last podcast, we both have gotten our hands on Elden Ring. Uh, I'm about, shoot, maybe seven hours in, eight hours in. And you're probably, what, more like 40 hours in? I'm I don't know. 30 hours in. I just hit the 30, 30 hour hours. 30 hours in. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I have a lot to say about this game, even though I haven't played I haven't gotten super deep in the game. Um, I'm starting to pick up on kind of the patterns of the game um, and a lot of things that make it great. Um, and I, I'm excited to kind of dive into it. So um, I want to get your initial impressions. How are you feeling about the, the game? Like, how are you feeling going into it? How has that meet, uh, met or exceeded or, you know, under delivered? compared to expectations like how are you feeling 30 hours in uh 30 hours in i think that this game is definitely exceeded expectations i think to that is to say the the least right there um going in i was you know i knew what i was getting into i wasn't like you know some of those people online that didn't even realize this was a souls game i knew it was a souls game knew we were gonna have that style of combat and the open world kind of like offered like an ability to you know to like really explore this world that uh, From Software has uh, created. Um, I just didn't know how vast this world was going to be. And I think that that might be just the best part of this game and why it is already an early uh, game of the year contender for me. The fact like you mm -hmm. can go, the fact that it's been 30 hours and I've probably, I, I don't even know how much of the map I've discovered. I don't think anybody, mm -hmm. unless you have gotten to the end of the game, which you know is what, 60, 70, 80 hours into the game, um only those people know how large the game is every time i get to a new area and then i open up my map once and i see oh nah y'all just added a whole new quadrant to my map my mind That's is just crazy. blown. so from that plus also getting to these like landmarks you'll see something on the on the map right you'll see a little eye like, not an icon but you'll see like a structure you recognize it as a structure on the map you get nearby there and then you look up and you're like dang who designed this bro they got michelangelo working or something designing all these goddamn <laughs> buildings and shit it's just so magical looking at all the the landscape that the uh that the game like presents you the castle um this new like academy area that i'm in this whole like desolate uh wasteland or something like that that i've uh, been to a couple of times everything just looks uh it looks crispy and i think that they did a great job at from software so that's kind of my overall impressions of the world itself um and i guess i could talk about gameplay a little later on but i want to hear your uh initial impressions as well sure i mean uh so far i will say the game has met expectations mm. uh not because it i don't think it is mind-blowing or anything i think it's you know a truly amazing game but just because i think literally the day before the couple days before we got the game in our hands i feel like reviewers did a really good job at painting the picture at how grand this game was going to be right so uh when those initial reviews came out on tuesday of last week um i would say they they set the bar very very high right the game was obviously getting 10 out of 10s and you know they were hyping this game up this is incredible this is easily game of the year this is a masterpiece and, and i i would say so far even only being you know seven eight hours in still in the starting area um i still i i see why people are saying that and i truly do agree with that um i think for me the big thing is like 
I am enjoying it. I'm loving exploring and every couple, you know, you ride two or three minutes on your horse and you're stumbling upon another little landmark. You're stumbling upon another little area that will lead into a, a catacomb that will lead into some, some mine that will lead into some, you know, crazy area that you would not expect to, to be or, or some boss fight or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, there are random encounters that happen all throughout the day that are super interesting and exciting and keep you on your toes while you're playing. Uh, but I think for me is like taking a step back and imagining the development process for this yes. game and just, you know, realizing how insane it is to build a game like this and how, you know, it is really makes me think how often will we see these types of games in the future? Like, there are games like Breath of the Wild that clearly have inspired a generation of games that come after it. But when you look at Elden Ring and the thing that makes it great, how many developers and studios can get this right and build a world with so much density and variation to, you know, to basically come to the same effect. Like I'm not saying every game has to be as big as Elden Ring cuz like you you said, oh wait, hold up. Jonathan is calling Oh, me. snap. I'm going to go ahead and answer it. All right, Jonathan. I'm giving you... You're on the player, player pod. I'll <laughs> go ahead and say that right now. Are you here? Jonathan? I'm hearing like a lot of background noise. Jonathan, are oh, you there? No. You're really cutting into player, player pod time. <laughs> Do we need to cut this out? Jonathan, come on. You know, I, I had to hang up on him. He didn't. He he wasn't talking. Wow. So, if you guys uh, if you guys uh, listened earlier in the episode, the things that I said, Stan, he can't take them back, and I will not be answering his call anymore Jeez. in this episode. I'm sorry to say. Um, anyways, just like the density of this game, it doesn't have to be as big as Elden Ring, any future games or anything like that. But just going to an area, in every area being different every area bringing a new surprise every little dungeon you go into uh feels unique right um to the point where it's like okay every area on this map is meticulously planned whereas you know i play a game like horizon there's nothing wrong with it or there's nothing wrong with assassin's creed but when you go to a bandit camp you know what you're gonna get when you go to you know a relic ruin in horizon you know what you're gonna get um Elden Ring, you have no idea. Oh, should I answer? He's calling me one more time. Should I give him one more chance? Let's give him one more chance. If he doesn't All right. respond this time. Jonathan, are you on the phone? Okay, you get your you you redeemed yourself. I wasn't gonna answer this call, but Arsen said I should. You're on the player player podcast, all right? Well, we'll see. We'll see, depending on what you say. Uh Arsen just finished watching Eternals. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh no. What is going on? Oh there you go. Arsen just finished watching Eternals. Uh what where did you say that this movie ranked in your MCU rankings? Top five. Wow. wow. Top five. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. He says it's top five. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know what to say to that, Jonathan. <laughs> nope. 
Mm. Oh, wow. You're real lucky it's uh, March 1st. You're real lucky we're out of Black History Month. <laughs> you, might have, you might have got in trouble for that Holy. one. Just the, the Black Panther comic. Okay, all right. That's that's the problem, Jonathan. Anyways, I'll talk to you later. Uh, we'll we'll have a good conversation offline about uh, Eternals, I guess. <laughs> all right, see ya. That's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, there you go. There you go, folks. Uh, Jonathan, if you enjoyed him for his Pokemon comment several episodes ago, you know, be to feel free to be disappointed in his Eternals comment. It is okay. Every person has two sides of the coin, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, back to Elden Ring. It's just crazy, right? And how every piece is unique. And that's what I'm saying. I'm still in the starting area. I've spent about eight hours in and I haven't even gone to the first, you know, boss area. And I've, been having a blast and i feel like there's so much more to discover right mm-hmm. and to imagine that this happens for another 70 hours is really almost unfathomable <laughs> to me so i can like if this game keeps up the pace and from what i hear it only ramps up from where i'm at uh you know i i think it's easy to say that this game is a masterpiece like 100 just just by that design aspect alone i agree 100%. I think that this is a, uh, like you said, it is a masterpiece. Um, but I do have to say, this, this, this is just going to be me getting my one little gripe out of the way right now. Sure. Um, before we, because um, I'm going to be gushing over this game. The one thing that I just cannot stand right now is certain boss enemies, um, the speed of their attacks, you know. I don't know mm. if you've seen it. I don't know if you've experienced it, but I'm not alone in this thought process. Sometimes, you know, this is getting, we're getting very into the nitty gritty right here, but this is just so I can get this off my chest. Sometimes a boss will wind up ready to smack you on the head with whatever weapon they got in their hand. And you just think, okay, I, I've played video games before. When I see somebody raise their hand, they're about to strike me. They hesitate, bro. They wait just like mm-hmm. an extra half second that you would feel is like natural, right? You, you, exp- like, I think there's like a natural response to seeing somebody like raise their, uh, like weapon at you in a game. You get ready to dodge or perform some sort of counter action in your mind. So you right. immediately go into the mindset of, all right, let me hit my dodge button. They hold that shit. And then as soon as you get to the end of your dodge move, your roll, then they let that boy fly. You're getting hit <laughs> right. every time. I swear it's on every, bo- not every boss, but like every important boss that I've ever come across in this game. They they're hitting me with these delayed ass attacks, and it's honestly, it it is a gripe, but it's also kind of crazy. You know, it, it kind of leads me into mm-hmm. my point of like how um, the Dark Souls uh, create how From Software uses difficulty as a way of like kind of rewarding you in a way. I don't know. It's, it, it sounds weird, but they reward you by teach like by offering these opportunities for you to learn a new play style, for you to learn um, how to like react to these bosses and genuinely feel like waves of relief after you've beaten a boss or something like that. So um, that's just another shout out I got to give to them, bro. Even though it pisses me off all the time. The fact that once I get the timing down, then I'm like, yeah, I got this guy's number. It's in the bag now. And sure, I may die another 10, 15 times or something like that. But the fact that, like, you know, I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm getting closer. That feeling, I think that feeling has pretty much been in all the Souls games. But I think um, Elden Ring 
has kind of, I don't, is it fair to say it's ramped it up? I think it has ramped it up in a way. Definitely. So, you know, I, I like the thing you mentioned, like the delay and like the unpredictable nature of the bosses. Like, I like that the game kind of is forcing you in some of these more intense moments to be like, hey, yeah, you actually have to pay attention. Right. You can't fall back on your typical, you know, fighting skills or like gameplay skills that you've, you know, coasted on up to this point. Right. You need to study this boss and you need to prove to us that you can beat this by learning this boss's patterns. I kind of like that idea. Obviously, I haven't really fought a lot of the tougher bosses in the game, so I'm sure I'll regret saying that. But, you know, I I think, you know, the big things, the big, you know, uh strengths of this game are it's like discovery, it's its points of interest in the game as well as its bosses. There are almost seems like an endless supply of bosses <laughs> in this game. And while there they all aren't super unique in terms of just attack style. Like they all have, you know, some interesting weapon and they have like their own little attack pattern. And it's not insanely crazy. And I think those moments will probably be saved for some of the bigger, uh, more tentpole bosses. I think they're all unique enough in look and style and all that stuff. Um, to just seem super, super impressive. Um, so, you know, I, I love walking and, and, walking up on a boss in games like Sekiro um, where I find a boss and it was exciting, but it's also just like, I have to really buckle down and feel like, you know, I I'm in for a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, For some reason in this game, I think because of the freedom you get to kind of leave a lot of encounters, the freedom you get to kind of explore other locations and come back and, and retry different areas when you feel like you're comfortable, you know, I feel more excited and energized to fight bosses than I am scared so far. Uh, When I see a boss, I, so far I haven't really fought anybody that was impossible to beat. There was the tree sentinel who <laughs> is you know, notorious at the very beginning of the game. He was very tough, and I had to leave him and come back uh, a bit later to to defeat him. But almost every other boss, like either was you know one or two tries, or there were some pretty tough ones that I got in five or so tries, um, which I feel pretty good about. If so far the game it doesn't feel nearly as punishing as Sekiro. Um, which was a game that I think took a lot of pride in its uh, combat mechanics. You know, yeah. Where Elden Ring takes a lot of pride in its discovery and its, you know, just just open world, uh, like, I don't know, environment. I think, you know, Sekiro took a lot of pride in its combat. So it was going to force you to be as good with that combat as you possibly could. Like there was no room for error. Uh, There wasn't, I mean, you could cheese some bosses, but for the most part, it was very much like you need to learn how to parry and you need to learn the fundamentals to a almost expert level. If you want to beat every boss in this game, Uh, Elden Ring isn't kind of, isn't really like that. You can find a build that will take care of bosses and you can kind of be sloppy with your play and they're not going to punish you super hard on it as long as you stay somewhat disciplined um so you know i mean you already talked about it like the combat how do you feel 
the combat compares to other Souls games or, or Bloodborne or Sekiro games that you've played uh, from From? I'm going to just say right off the bat, I think um, it's kind of unfair to say this, but I do think I prefer the combat from Sekiro over Elden Ring only because of how simple Sekiro is compared to any of the other Souls game. You know, in Sekiro, you get yeah. one sword, technically two, but you get one main sword um, that you can level up a few times throughout the game. Um, and for the most part, you're just spamming L1 and R1, L1 to block, R1 to uh, use your regular slice attack. Um, that, I think, is just very simple, and I think that they like refine that to a T. I think the combat in Sekiro was like, almost perfect. Um, and then that leads me into the um, other system in Sekiro, the poise system, which they kind of brought over into Elden Ring. I'll talk about it in a second. But um, the mm -hmm. poise system in Sekiro, you have a meter at the top that represents, uh, I think that one represents your poise. And then the meter mm -hmm. underneath, like your enemy's health bar, that represents their poise. Um, and then it kind of becomes this battle of, okay, I want to max out their poise, break their poise bar or whatever, so that way I can perform. Posture. Yeah, posture. That's what it's called. Posture in Sekiro. Um, and then I'm able to execute, like, a critical strike on them. I thought that that was, like, you know, fantastic. Then, you know, I'm hearing, I heard, you know, back you know a few months ago that they were bringing something like that to the Elden Ring game. And I'm like, okay, nice. You know, I really did enjoy that in Sekiro. But it's just not the same, bro. For for starters, we don't have any meters showing your posture um, for either you or your enemy. So, you know, I, I'll just be sitting there sometimes just randomly hacking at somebody. Then all of a sudden you hear the, the sound cue, which is like a dong. And then you're like, oh, OK. Oh, shit. I guess I can, you know, do a critical strike now, um, which you know is nice. But I just wish that there was a bit more, you know, transparency um about that system within the games which i think would also help uh you know prevent myself from putting myself in some uh you know crazy ass situations you know that involve my own posture getting broken so uh right that's probably another like little gripe i have but you know it's not really that big of a deal that system wasn't in any of the uh souls games to begin well i don't really think it was in the souls games to begin with so um i can't really complain too much about it but yeah, I think I like the combat in Sekiro just a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, to you know, talk about the combat in Elden Ring, I am focused. Uh, I'm more magic focused, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm primarily using like this magic sword that that's just a spell that you pull out and do one single slash with. Um, and I'm using a real shield to pair that with it, so it's almost like I have a magic sword and a shield, and I'm using it uh, using magic like that. But you know. I think the combat is fine. Same, uh, yeah. I think um, there's nothing fantastic about it. Uh, it doesn't feel like I... Like, the, the dance you have with Elden Ring is very basic. Um, whereas, like we talked about Sekiro, which is my only other touch point for From Games, like, the, the dance you have with uh, Sekiro is almost beautiful to a, to a point where you literally are in this dance... And the posture system is the timer kind of showing you, hey, like this is this is the this is the pattern or this is the pace you need to keep up with. Because like the more you back off, the the less that posture, the more that posture is going to kind of recover for the enemy. So it keeps you keeps this like 
natural pressure on the player to keep going in and and fighting and backing off and fighting and doing this nice little dance with the game. Whereas Elden Ring, you know, you can cheese. If you have spells, you can cheese. Um, It's more if you're going to actually go in with a melee weapon, it's more of like watch the pattern, dodge, hit, hit, back off, watch the pattern, dodge, hit, hit, back off. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty basic. Um, and maybe it'll get more complicated with the weapons and stuff that I get later on. I don't know, but it seems like the combat is not the star, right? It's not like they overhauled the combat or like really added some crazy new mechanics or something. Um, that makes you be like, Oh man, like this is great. Like I've never had this experience before. It is definitely a souls like combat experience. Um, like to the, in the, in the most, or like truest sense, uh, which is totally fine. But I mean, that's not, it's good enough to where it's like, obviously you're fighting all these bosses. You want the combat to be good enough where you feel rewarded and, 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 you know, uh, accomplished for beating certain enemies. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I, I can't imagine I will have the same sense of feeling that I had beating Ishin at the end of Sekiro where, you know, it really made me feel like I had mastered the combat system. Like, I felt like there was no way I was going to beat this dude unless I had mastered the combat system, unless I mastered reading my enemy and mastered my pacing uh, in the fight. Elden Ring, who knows what the final boss fight will look like. <laughs> um, but I imagine it's going to be some combination of me just using my fucking magic and backing off, watching the pattern, backing off, using magic. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, it's good. It's definitely still hard Like for the people that – um, I know there's like this whole big th- wave on the internet or in controversy of people thinking this game is not as hard as other games just because it's getting 10 out of 10s and stuff like that. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's as hard as definitely not as hard as Sekiro. Um, mm. And I, I can't talk on other games, but so far, because you just have the freedom to you know, go wherever, like I do think it's easier to a point. Like you can definitely grind up and get to a point where you can be okay to take most bosses in the game. Like I said, I have not fought the stronger you have to beat this person to perceive bosses. So I, you know, I might be wrong there, but um, I do think it's more accessible and like, yeah, I could just wander the, wander the game for eight hours, take down smaller enemies, take down some of these mini bosses and be kind of okay Especially if I'm, you know, building my build out okay. It's still going to take some skill for sure. It's still very, very hard. So if you're not fond of these challenging type games, I wouldn't recommend it. But I'd say, do you disagree that it's easier than Sekiro so far? I disagree personally. I think Sekiro, just, you know, going back to kind of the echoing the point that I just made, the fact that it's just R1, L1. That already, like, kind of, like, and it's just all based off of timing, I feel like, in, in Sekiro, and you just have to kind of have, like, good reactions. Um, I think this game, the complexity of it is what makes it more difficult than Sekiro. Not nece- Maybe not necessarily, like, you know, the, any of the enemies or, you know, the combat system itself, but I think the complexity of, you know, having your um, stats you have to manage, your equipment that you're using, um, mm. all these different things, I think that right there is what, you know, 
edges it out over Sekiro in the end. But I mean, I, I could. Yeah, go ahead. I'd say, but like for me, I would say like all of those stats and stuff are learnable, right? Like, That's true. You can sit down and you can figure out how all this stuff works. But at the end of the day, in Sekiro, there's really no like the timing is just such an insurmountable thing. Where if, whereas if you don't have the dexterity to get the timing right, you just cannot that win. That is true. It That's just true. there's just no way to win. Whereas in Elden Ring, you can go grind up your magic or whatever or strength or whatever and yeah you'll still need to time stuff you'll still still need to learn the mechanics of the game but you can kind of ease that pain in a way uh whereas Sekiro you can't so I'm I'm mostly just talking about the bosses and how you can kind of what you can do to alleviate the pain like I remember Sekiro my fingers were (laughs) on fire at the end of some of these fights and I'm sweating and I know that, you know, I need like, you need to just go in there and get these hits and there's really nothing else you can do in Elden ring. I've had some tough moments where it's just kind of like, all right, I can, j- let me just back off and spam this magic. Cause I cannot beat this guy. Mm. Uh, and that's a viable option. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of come back and have this conversation. Um, like once we have both beaten the game or gotten close to beating the game, most of the game or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would defer to your opinion more to this, obviously, cause you have more hours and my opinion will definitely change as time goes on. But um, yeah, I, like just going on on, do you have any kind of personal things that you think that are your favorite aspects of the game? Um, some of the ways they did certain things, um, hmm. I get you can get in the light spoilers honestly because the game is so hard to spoil. You can kind of you don't have to be overtly vague, but um, whatever you feel. I think I don't really have anything like you know groundbreaking or anything different than what you've already basically stated. But you know, kind of touching back on the uh, whole exploration um, aspect of the game, I think that that has definitely been you know one of my highlights. Uh, so far of playing you know you walk around just some random corner or you walk in just even in the middle of a field and then all of a sudden there's like an enemy there or there's some sort of like new point of interest that you you know have you see in the distance or maybe up close or something like that that now you're going to go interact with now you're going to go explore that area and I think that the that type of uh that type of game design is just something kind of magical you know that's the way to drive players forward rather than uh you know telling them Oh, hey, you got to go see this guy or, hey, you got to go to this place here. Allowing players to, I mean, obviously I recognize that this is not, you know, the exploration style that everybody will enjoy. You know, I know some people like to see the little icons of their mini map and you know, the world map to know where they should go and where they should explore. But for, I think, like gamers like me and you, uh, just finding these things around the corner and being surprised, I think this is one of the most important things. I think we've we've kind of seen it all. You know, we've seen these, yeah. like you said, we've seen the, the uh, what is it, like the ruins missions in Horizon. We've seen like, you know, some type of stealth mission in Assassin's Creed. But some of the shit in Elden Ring, I'm like, bro, I have never <laughs> seen somebody do something crazy like that. That's the, uh, just not a real spoiler, but um, like that one area I'm telling you that you should go visit and check out. Like that's kind of one of the moments for me where I was like, bro, you kind of you caught me off guard here. This is super cool. This little cool little moment that uh we've had in the game here to you know kind of open up this new area to explore. So 
Um, yeah, man, the exploration is just peak. This might be peak exploration. I can't think of a game that this is, in my opinion, this is the exploration in this game and like the the discoveries that you make are better than uh, Breath of the Wild, hands down. Like no no yeah. contest on in that front. Because um, Breath of the Wild, I think, had like you know that it felt new because no uh, Zelda game before that had allowed you to go open world and go wherever you want, whenever you want. Um, so it did feel fresh, but looking back, you know, some of the moments did seem a bit, uh, repetitive, you know, especially with like the shrines. Um, and then you kind of were met with a few surprising moments here and there. Um, like for example, like mm-hmm. with the, the dragons flying around in the sky, the, the Elden Ring just, uh, cranks that up to 11. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I look at Breath of the Wild and I really think that that is the foundation of like, that. that is why Elden Ring is what it is, right? Like, uh, Breath of the Wild really set the foundation of like, hey, look, gamers don't need to have their hand held. Like, we're proving this. This is a kid's game, basically. And we're adding so many details and so many, so much vagueness to the game that, uh, and people love it. It's a 10 out of 10. And I think that gave a lot of other developers, primarily like in Elden Ring, uh, gave them confidence that they could pull something like this off. Like I agree with you. Like Breath of the Wild compared to this, definitely doesn't have as much density and uniqueness around the discovery items. But I will say there is something magical. There was, I mean, there still has those magical moments where you're playing the game, a Zelda game. You have certain, you know, uh, understandings about what Zelda is, mm-hmm. and then you 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 see a beacon in the distance, and you're like. Oh, that's what is that? I, I I need to go see that. And you chase it down, and like you end up on the top of this mountain, in like a spirit animal area. Like that 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 was one of the moments for me in that game where I was like, "This is incredible!" Like there was there is no way I could have ever guessed that I would be here, right? And I think you know for them to be the pioneers of that uh, is big. And then Elden Ring kind of takes it to the next level and, and cranks it up by times 10. So um, I, I think, you know, there is a clear formula now um, about like basically what can kind of get people out of their seat and consider something a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like Breath of the Wild was one of the first ones of this generation to turn things on its head in terms of the open world genre and Elden Ring kind of just com- confirms it where it's like when you're looking at an RPG and an open world game, like people value unique experiences, right? Especially when you're going to devote set, like tens of hundreds of hours to an RPG, like people want to be surprised consistently. Like having the checklist map is nice, but, you know, people, a lot of people have been there, done that. Um, and even over the course of the time you spend in the game, it's going to get repetitive. And, and by the time you finish, you're going to be like, all right, this is like the 20th, you know, bandit base I'm taking down and, you know, this is fun, but you know, I've seen this Elden Ring is like, no, everything we show you, you have not seen, you will not expect, uh, it's going to be new for you. It may be similar, but it's still going to be new. Um, which I really love, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really built different, um, like you said, just playing the game, knowing what the game is and still having moments where you're just like, I did not expect this. I, I hadn't, I could not have guessed that I would be here or be seeing whatever you were seeing. Right. Um, 
that's just that's so fucking cool. And I, I think that's what gets me excited about hopefully future games uh, in the open world genre like Starfield. You know, hopefully Starfield kind of takes things on the other side of the spectrum um, where it is a more approachable game in terms of difficulty. And it does focus more on the story uh, and the discovery, whereas I think Elden Ring is more of the lore discovery in the combat. Um, I love to have Starfield kind of walk in the footsteps of Elden Ring and kind of be like, all right, we're going to all these different planets. You will have no idea what you will see when you land on these planets. You will have no idea what you will run into Mm. or kind of the stories that will unfold. Um, I definitely, after playing, you know, Elden Ring, after playing Horizon, um, I think it is very clear that I 100% prefer those games where I don't care how big the game is, but I want to see new things consistently. Like if you're going to build a world that, you want me to get immersed in it has to be it has to feel random and spontaneous right you know i think i think that's what elden ring is exceeding at here and i hope more games do this i really do um so yeah i've got a i don't know i'm hopeful but i'm also a little scared too you know, yeah, you know, sure. I'm just very worried that, you know, we're not going to be able to, to chase this high. You know what I mean? We're going to be able to follow this up. You know, this right here, bro, this is crack. This is crack cocaine. It is ruining the community, the gaming community. Where do we go from here? I mean, I think, like you said, though, uh, a more accessible game might be the only way to kind of, you know, further, uh, you know, spread the joy of gaming, spread the joy of like this of like masterpieces in gaming. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. I mean. I think when we're here, when we're in the moment, I think it's easy to be like, there's no way this can be top. Like, how can we go deeper than this? But I think, you know, when you look at what games are and what makes up, you know, great games, I think there are so many different avenues you can go down uh, and innovate in to have a great game, right? Like God of War really innovated when it came to the combat and the story where that story was so tight and that Leviathan axe was so tight that it felt like every moment felt fantastic. In my opinion, um, Elden ring is the same with the discovery breath of the wild at the moment. People in the moment, people were like, dang, breath of the wild is changing. That's true. The game. Nobody expected Zelda to change the game like this. And now Elden ring is here. <laughs> so like it may not be Starfield that, that changes the game. Uh, it'd be cool to have two games in the same year that kind of, you know, really take RPGs up a notch. Um, but I, I think there are cool things that you can do. Like I'm still waiting for a game or I'm still looking for more games to take a very compelling approach to open world uh, storytelling, right? Like I would love to have a game where, like it's kind of Witcher-esque like Witcher did it I think the best most recently where it's like yeah I'm doing the side mission and now for some reason I am so invested in the side mission and I cannot believe what's going on like and this is act like these characters that you know are sort of main character side characters type deal mm-hmm. like they're being drastically affected in a way that's kind of crazy right like it's not all good person, bad person. It is very in the gray <laughs> and the, the things that go down are very 
consequential to the overall lore of of the world like i hope that we see more games like that and you know elden ring i'm sure i i can't wait like we said to kind of watch the videos to decode all the lore because you know this these are always games that blow my mind once i kind of read all the uh stories once everything's pieced together mm-hmm. but i would love to have like a last of us type story narrative yes. in my open world right like i'd love to maybe the game isn't as big as elden ring or as you know uh open and random as elden ring but i love to land in this area and meet these characters that are very complicated and interesting and have a very cool backstory that could have been like a standoff TV show or something like that. You know, that that's actually engaging. It's, it's hard to do, but Elden Ring is hard to do. Right. So, you know, I'd love to see, I mean, I'm just excited, right. To see what's, what's going to take stuff up the next notch. Um, but yeah, man, it's exciting times. It's really, it's really exciting to have a game that actually lives up to the hype. Facts. Like facts. We, we've been waiting for this game for years and years. People have been hyping it through the roof. Um, and if you asked me a year ago, I'd say there's no way the Elden Ring lives up. Like I, I, I'd had no doubt it was going to be good, but I did not think it would live up to the hype that everybody was putting behind it. Because why would it? Like people have no basis for their hype. <laughs> That's true. But it did. Yeah. It absolutely did. So that's super awesome and you know i know it's kind of weird to be looking into the future and asking what game is going to be the next one to do this when we haven't even finished this game but it's kirby bro uh, we already know this i mean that's true i mean but kirby is going to be like it's going to be in a different league so i mean there's no there's no reason to even compare kirby with everything you're right you're right yeah i mean that's already game of the year but everybody knows that so we're just going to pretend like Mm, it doesn't true true i got you yeah, just to be fair to everybody else. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to just peel back the, the onion of Elden Ring <laughs> and see how deep this rabbit hole goes. Like, you know, walking through some areas and just being like, why are these people here? Like, why are yeah. these, Why is this enemy here? <laughs> like, this is so interesting. I can tell that they're telling a story. I'm just not smart enough to unpack whatever the hell the story is. Uh, and, and you can tell that there's a lot of the world that's crafted for a very specific reason. Uh, I just don't know what that reason is. So I'm excited to have it all breaking down, broke, broke down for me. I'm loving the aesthetic, like dark souls aesthetic is not really for me. Um, kind of just like being in the, the medieval castle, walking around as a knight. just, just the vibe for whatever reason. Doesn't a hundred percent. It doesn't feel diverse. Uh, Sekiro, for whatever reason, did hit with me just because maybe the enemy types were so interesting and the feudal Japan uh, aesthetic mixed with the, you know, combat parry system just felt right. Um, And also I I played it super late, so people were already hyping it up. So I had good reason to jump in. But this is this is like it's hard, but it's not scary through and through to the point where I don't even want to exist in this world. <laughs> it's like, it's actually fun to discover stuff. And I know there's supposed to be some scary areas coming up, but I like that they're just areas, right? 
and overall the overall vibe of the game is like kind of like this fantasy interesting you know type type beat i don't know yeah no that makes sense uh how how are you feeling like what are you what are you uh hoping for for the rest of the game as we get ready to close this out i think all i'm hoping for is uh i guess maybe hmm I want to feel the same way that you felt with that one uh, Witcher 3 quest, that side quest. Mm. I want to hit, like, some type mm. of, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole, like, you know, story quest line. Because I know they are, there are a lot of, like, quest lines in uh, Elden Ring that are really hard to you know, kind of keep up with. Because, like, a person will say something, be like, hey, can you do this for me? Or something's going on. And then you may not hear yeah. from them for, like, 12 hours. And you're like, bro wait a minute i'm all the way on the other side of the map anyways i just want maybe like uh like some type of like boss moment or like some cutscene when i you know run up into a boss that kind of just like makes me say oh yeah this is it this is elden ring and i think you know we've kind of already had i've kind of already had some moments like that but maybe just have like a really big one that will stand out and i will like remember um you know for years down the line so that's kind of yeah. what i'm you know looking for that's a good point, right? Because like for Zelda Breath of the Wild, it is that be- that spirit animal mountain moment that I always remember back to that like immediately when it happened, I was like, okay, this is this is it. This is ma- what's making this game for me. For Witcher 3, it definitely was the Bloody Baron quest mm-hmm. where by the time I finished it, I was like, there's no way. Like this is, cr- this is sick. Like I did not expect it to take this turn. Uh, so... I'm excited to see what boss or what area will be that for me in Elden Ring. Nice. Mm-mm-mm. This is a game right here, bro. A video game. Let me tell you, this, it is a video game uh, that we need to play. So let's go ahead and wrap this guy up. Thank you for listening, Player Player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or you want to submit a question to the show, visit playerplayerpod.com or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Big shout out to Aaron Miller, as always, for the intro music. You can follow him on the at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoopman on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my co-host Arsene here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter or Arsene Lakpa on Instagram. And as always, I am not writing articles right now on camppause.com, but as I start to finish up these games, uh, I will start posting more articles, my thoughts about Horizon, Elden Ring, everything in between PlayStation Spartacus, which should be right around the corner. Uh, It will go up on camppause.com. So check that site out and read up on some of my articles. Until next time, guys. Keep gaming. Game on, folks.